Who would like the certainty and the assurance to know that everything they've dreamed of, everything they've planned works out exactly the way they thought? I would love that. I know you'd love that. But the truth is, it really does. There's a couple in our church, a young couple that, matter of fact, they grew up in our church and they had wedding plans for April. And of course, with the COVID-19 restrictions, they were unable to have a wedding because they couldn't invite anybody and they've now got another date. And yet they never dreamed months and months ago when they planned that, that that was gonna happen. And that's how life works. Some of you right now, you're dealing with some financial situations and you never dreamed that you'd be in what you're in right now. The question is, what do you do when you don't know what to do? Some of you have business concerns. Some of you have relational tension right now because you've been quarantined in a house for months with people and you didn't realize some of the challenges that you were dealing with and the reality is you've got questions and you're facing some uncertain moments. Some of you even have health concerns. What do you do when you don't know what to do? Well, we've been in a series talking about how to deal with uncertainty, how to move confidently in times of uncertainty, how to have God's perspective when you don't know what to do. Today, I wanna finish up our series. I'm gonna talk to you about how to have confidence how to have confidence in God to move forward in spite of your circumstances. How that you can know deep in your heart that God is with you, that God is for you, that God is speaking to you. And God is the one giving you the confidence to step out in faith. You know, it reminds me of a story about a particular individual and his name is Charles Bloden. And Charles was an, an incredible person. He, he walked on tight ropes. And matter of fact, he, he accomplished a feat that no one had ever done. I wrote this down in 1860, September 14th, 1860. He became the very first person to ever cross Niagara Falls. And he walked across. As a matter of fact, there was a, the whole town came out. They were cheering him on and they were so excited. And boy, he walked across. That was a major, major accomplishment. And then he gets a wheelbarrow. They thought, my gosh, what is he going to do with this wheelbarrow? He gets this wheelbarrow and, and he puts all of these potatoes in it. And he pushes the wheelbarrow. Of course, he gets to a point and everybody's like, we believe in you. You can do this. We believe, we believe. And he gets in the moment. And of course, he's a little bit of an actor as well. And looks like he's about to fall. And then he, he pushes it across. And boy, the whole crowd is cheering. They're so excited. And then he turns to the crowd and he says this. I love this. He goes, who would like to get in the wheelbarrow and let me push him across? And I'm going to tell you something. Absolute silence in the crowd. In one moment, they were excited. The next moment, they're filled with doubt and uncertainty about their future if they got in that wheelbarrow. Well, the reality is, is that's how it is with life. Sometimes we're so excited, we're confident. Man, we're watching life go the way that we think it should go. And then when the risks and the, listen, the uncertainties increase, all of a sudden doubt begins to set in. Maybe that's where, maybe that's where you are. I know I've struggled with that. Different times in my life, I felt so confident. I felt so strong. I felt, man, this is the way to go. And then, and then all of a sudden I was presented with a, a challenge and the challenge was big and and then my mind began to be flooded with all of these thoughts and all of these fears and because I was I was facing an unknown what do you do when you don't know 
what to do. Well, we've been looking in the Bible at the children of Israel. Matter of fact, we are finishing up this weekend a series and it's called Uncertain. How do you deal with uncertain times? How do you navigate through uncertain times? And it's the biblical account. It's an amazing story found in the book of Exodus where the children of Israel are, are facing the Red Sea on one side and they've got Pharaoh's army on the other side. And they were in a moment of uncertainty in their lives. They didn't know what to do. They weren't sure. They, they didn't feel like they could go forward. And, and yet they turned around and they saw Pharaoh's army coming behind them. In other words, they were, they were jammed. They were in, proverbially speaking, they were between a rock and a hard place. And they were uncertain. And, and maybe that's where you are right now. As, as things are shifting and changing in culture and there's so many messages that all of us are getting on a personal level, a professional level, a work level, all of these different things that we're grappling with, the realities of life. And uncertainties are, are, are now just flooding your mind and you're, you're, you're trying to navigate through this. What do you do when you don't know what to do? This this biblical account has been such a fantastic story for us because God speaks to Moses and God tells Moses, tell the children of Israel these four things. And by the way, these four things have become somewhat of a grid for us, a decision-making grid. I'm gonna read them to you one more time and then I'm gonna jump into the last message. Exodus chapter 14, verse 13. Here's what the Bible says. This is so powerful. This is a group of people. They're scared. They're filled with anxiety. There's so much uncertainty in their lives. And God gives them a message. Here's what you do in times of uncertainty. God tells Moses. And Moses said to the people, watch this, Exodus 14, verse 13. Number one, do not be afraid. Number two, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. For the Lord will fight for you. Man, I want God fighting my battles. And you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry out to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Number one, fear not. Number two, stand still. We talked a couple weeks ago about what it means to stand still. To stand still in the Bible never means to passively resign yourself to circumstances. It means to stand in faith, to stand upon God's word. Number three, hold your peace. What does it mean to walk in supernatural peace? Last week we spoke about how you and I can live in peace, listen, on the inside, regardless of what's happening on the outside. Today, I wanna to finish up my message series. I wanna to talk to you about how we can step out in faith and move forward in confidence. How we can move forward in confidence. I believe that God gave these four things, and I wanna say this, this is my opinion, but I believe these four things were given in order for a reason. And the reason why I say that is this. When we face uncertainty, when we face situations that are, that are, that are large and they have all of these challenges, if you just step out and if you just try to push through without having the mind of the Lord, without understanding what it means to live in supernatural peace, sometimes you can get ahead of God. Matter of fact, sometimes you can make big mistakes. That's why it's important. 
A challenge comes, an obstacle comes, a moment of uncertainty comes into your life. It's important that we, that we fear not. Number two, it's important that we stand still, that we get God's perspective, that we're making sure that we're operating in faith, that we're living in peace, and then we can move forward in confidence. If we get ahead of God, I think about, well, I think about Moses. God spoke to Moses. And matter of fact, Moses knew that he was a deliverer. The problem is, is that he initially, he tried to deliver the children, listen, the children of Israel in his own strength. And he killed an Egyptian. What did he do? He got ahead of God. How about Peter in the garden of Gethsemane when all of the Roman soldiers came and they tried to take Jesus and they, Jesus was sold for 30 pieces of silver by Judas. What did Peter do? He got a sword and cut off one of the Roman soldiers' ear. And then Jesus healed him. What did Peter do? Well, he tried to get ahead of God. He, he, was, he was moving in the flesh. How many times in your own life you, you get freaked out, you get in fear, you get anxiety, and so you just try to take control and try to push through in your own strength. But when we do that, we often make mistakes. I can think in my own life, how many times in my own life when, when I've gotten nervous and I felt anxious, I've gotten insecure, and, and in my type A personality, I think I just gotta push through. Well, there's a time to move forward. But if you're not living in faith, if you're not living in peace, we can move forward in our own strength without the presence of God. So God tells Moses to tell the children of Israel, number one, fear not. And I wanna say that to you. The very first emotion you feel when you're in a crisis is fear. And that's why he said, fear not. Number two, he said, stand still. We learn to, we learn to strengthen ourselves in faith. I taught a whole message a few weeks ago about how you can build your faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And then we're living in peace. We're, we're walking in peace. We're not freaked out. We're not living like the rest of the people around us because we're walking in the peace of Christ. We can be in a storm, but not allow the storm on the inside of us. And now we're ready to move forward in confidence. We're ready to move forward in faith. It's interesting, one of the things I was thinking about as I was putting this message together this week, what are some of the reasons? What are some of the reasons that we don't move forward in faith? I, I think I think that we can get paralyzed. We can get what I call a paralysis. You know, you know, you know that, that God has a plan for your life, but the enemy also has a plan for your life. And the enemy wants to trip us up. He's working always against us fulfilling God's plan for our lives. And he tries to get us into this place of paralysis where we don't move forward and God speaks to us and we don't obey God because we get in fear, we get in anxiety. I wanna give you four different ways that I think that we can get tripped up and not move forward and obey God. Number one, we can, what I say, we can come into the paralysis of pain. Maybe pain, pain from a relational failure recently has stung your life. And you know, God is telling you to step out and to start a relationship with somebody, but the pain of that broken relationship, you, you, you can get in such paralysis. Maybe it's a physical condition. Whatever it is that we can, whether it's emotional or physical, where God will speak to us and he'll tell us to do something, but we can get locked up because of what I call the paralysis of pain. Another reason why we can get in paralysis is what I would call analysis paralysis. Man, I deal with this. We try to, we get it locked up in our brain. I, I had somebody tell me once, I said, Pastor, I just live in my brain too much. Well, what are they saying? 
I'll tell you what they're saying. They're saying, man, I just overthink things too much. The problem is, is that whether it's pain or the analysis paralysis, where you get locked up in your thinking, both of those can cause you to not obey God, to not move forward in confidence, to not step out when God tells you to step out. Let me give you another reason why people don't obey God and step out. Sometimes it's because of shame and guilt from their past. God speaks to you. God tells you to move forward regardless of what the circumstances say. And boy, that enemy, boy, the voice of the enemy is just right there to whisper, who do you think you are? Wow, if everybody really knew who you were, oh man, you should be ashamed of yourselves. Boy, the enemy, how many know the enemy always specializes in bringing up things from our past? Tries to guilt us and shame us, even though you've been forgiven by the blood of Christ. The enemy wants to just shame you and mock you and put you down. Why? So that you end up paralyzed, that you don't move forward in faith. Whether it's paralysis that comes through pain, whether it's paralysis analysis, where you get locked up in your brain, that's where I do sometimes, or it's because of shame from your past. All of these things the enemy wants to use to lock you up. God speaks to you. God tells you to move forward in faith. You know it's the voice of God, yet you get locked up. Or maybe it's through inferiority, just insecurity. Maybe you don't believe in the call of God on your life. You don't believe in God's hand upon your life. How many times I've had conversations with people where God has spoken to them? Well, Pastor, you know, I just, I, I just don't know and I'm, I'm not gifted. And, and, and since when does your opinion about yourself matter to God? Listen to me closely. God has called you, God has marked you, and God has caused you to do, and called you to do great things. Don't argue with God and don't allow the enemy to lie to you. Well, you know, I just can't do anything and I'm just not really gifted. No, 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 no. That's an offense to the creator God. God has made you in his image, his likeness, and his dominion. God has gifted your life with gifts and talents and abilities. And when God tells you to move, you've got to move. You've got to step out in faith. We can't allow the pain of our past or the pain of our present. We can't allow the analysis paralysis. We get locked up in our brain and our head. We can't allow shame and guilt from something we've done. Once we've asked Christ to forgive us and the blood of Christ has washed us, we've got to move confidently into our future. Or we can't allow inferiority, the insecurity that we struggle with. We've got to rise up in faith and be the man, be the woman, be the person that God's called us to be and obey him when he tells us to go. I I was thinking about this story. I was thinking about how God was speaking to the children of Israel and yet they were struggling. They were struggling to move forward. And one of the things I've learned in my life, when growth stops, decay sets in. The Christian life is a life of forward progression. We go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. God has designed you as a human being to move forward, to achieve, to grow, to never stagnate. We can't allow our past to hold us back We can't allow shame to hold us back. We can't allow our fears and insecurity. God has called you. Listen, even in the midst of this pandemic, as we're moving, listen, God has something for your future that's great. And maybe you've experienced great great loss during this time. Maybe it's in a business. Maybe you've experienced loss in different areas of your life. Listen, God's hand is still upon your life. You know what happened to the Hebrew people? I'll tell you exactly what happened. They started murmuring. They started complaining. They started getting mad at Moses. And that's what happens to us. We get in a tight spot. We, we, we lift up our voice against God. Listen to, this is, this is so interesting what took place. 
The Bible says in Exodus chapter 14, verse 11, listen to this. And they said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt? Here it is. They've got the Red Sea in front of them. They've got Pharaoh's army behind them and they're upset. They start complaining. Listen to what they tell Moses. It's amazing what comes out of our mouth when we get squeezed in life. All of us. They said to Moses, was it because there was no graves in Egypt that you brought us out to the desert to die? What have you done to us, bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone? Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Can you believe they said that? Can you believe that actually came out of their mouth? Why is that? Because of pressure? Because they, they were uncertain about their future? Don't, don't, don't ever allow uncertainty to cause your heart, watch this, watch your words when you're in times of uncertainty. We can be honest with God, but we don't indict the goodness of God. We, we don't start blaming God. God is for you, he's not against you. We live in a broken, fallen world. And by the way, there's an antagonist. There's a real enemy that wants to steal, kill, and destroy. God is for you, he's not against you. And some of you have experienced tremendous pain tremendous pain. And God is for you. God is wanting to help you. God is wanting to help get you through this critically important time in your life that you don't give up. We can't let the pain of the past, we can't let shame from our past, we can't let analysis paralysis, and we cannot allow complaining, murmuring, and complaining to cause us to be stuck. God wants to speak to you. God has a bright future for you. So God tells Moses to tell the children of Israel, fear not. Fear not, stand still, hold your peace and go forward. And God's telling you, it's time to hear from heaven. It's time to obey. It's time to step out and to move forward. God has a plan for your life. I, I think that there's a resounding sense in all of our hearts as, we, as, we, as we're now in mid-May and, and we're realizing God has a plan for our lives. God has a plan for your future. It's a good plan. It's a bright plan but we've got to obey God. What is God telling you? What is God speaking? Are we going to respond in faith? So God told Moses and Moses raised up his hands like this. As he raised up his hands, the Red Sea started parting and, and, and the children of Israel began to realize this, this, was a, this is a faith walk. We, we've got to trust God. Okay. Okay. Wait a minute. Okay. Moses, you didn't lead us out here to die. You, 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 God does have something bright, bright. Listen, faith is so important in the Christian life. We don't live by our five senses. We don't live by what we feel. We don't live by what we see. We don't live by what we hear in the natural, what we can touch. We live by faith in God. That's what I love about that verse in Hebrews chapter 11. Such a powerful verse. It says this, Hebrews chapter 11, verse six. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God wants to reward your faith. God, listen, as we step out, as we hear from heaven and as we step out in faith, the waters start parting. Now, what we would like is we'd like to see the miracle first before we would obey God. I'm reminded in the gospel, the gospel of Luke, there was a man with a withered arm and Matter of fact, he was in the temple and Jesus came up to him and, and he, saw, he, he saw his condition. And here's what Jesus said to him. And his disciples were watching. And Jesus said to him, he says, stretch out your hand. Stretch out your hand. 
What do you mean stretch out? My, my hand is ill. Watch this. Jesus spoke to a man and he says, stretch out your hand. And the Bible says, as the man obeyed him and stretched out his hand and his hand was made whole. What is God telling you to do that you're waiting to obey him until all the circumstances seem perfect? That's not how it works with God. God speaks to us. God tells us. God tells us to rise up. God tells us to step out. And when we step out, the Red Sea parts. And when we step out, we see the hill. And when we step out, things begin to happen. When we step out on what God says. I'll never forget in my life, I was, my wife and I were running a, a ministry called Next Generation. Matter of fact, it's still going on today in the Gulf Coast region. It's, it's, it's Bible clubs for kids and teenagers and junior high and high school kids. And, and I, I just was turning 30 years old. And matter of fact, I was 29, the summer of 29, going to be 30 in December. And, and I was approached by a small group of people and my pastor and met her at the time if I would go across the lake and start a church. And, 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 I, and I was praying about it. I was really, man, I had a good position. I was, I was leading this youth organization, a good job. And I felt like I was making a difference. And, and by the way, it was a secure job. Sometimes security keeps us away from obeying God. And I never forget, I had an opportunity. It was like, was I going to obey God? But yet, I, the more we prayed about it, we knew that it was God. What, was I going to obey God or was I going to allow the security of my present to keep me, to keep me neutralized, to keep me in the place of, I, I said this word before, I'll say it again. I'm sure you've heard it. The tyranny of the familiar. Was I going to allow that which was familiar to me to keep me from venturing into the unknown? The adventure that God has for my life and the adventure that God has for your life. God has a plan for your life, ma'am. God has a plan for your life. And let me tell you something. You can't wait till everything is all clear. All right, is the coast clear? Now I can go, hey, listen. Sometimes you gotta step out even when you're afraid. God told Moses, tell the children of Israel, walk across the Red Sea. As they're walking across the Red Sea, these waves are going up and they see Pharaoh's army coming behind them. Of course, in the end, Pharaoh's army is overwhelmed by the water. But listen, we've got to obey God. The Bible says in James chapter 2, verse 26, it says, For as the body, I love this, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. See, the reality is that some of you guys are in situations right now and you're waiting for God to do something, but God's waiting on you. You've got an addiction and that addiction is destroying your life. And so there's opportunity for you. Are you willing to pick up the phone and call somebody and get some help? And God wants to heal you. God wants to restore you, but it's gonna take our partnership. We've gotta cooperate with God. Maybe you're in a season where you've lost your job. Okay, here's how it works. God's gonna open up a door, but you've gotta fill out the resume. God doesn't fill out the resume for you. So in other words, you've gotta do what you can do and then God does what only God can do. Some of you guys right now, you're in a situation maybe relationally where, where there's some pain and, 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 and you're waiting for the other person to come and apologize to you. And God says, you're the one that needs to apologize. Well, I don't know about that God. That must be the devil. No, that's God talking to you. That's not the devil. God says, you go on it. So in other words, the way that we move forward is we've got to move forward in faith. We don't wait till all the circumstances are perfect. In other words, we've got to step into uncertainty 
circumstantially, but there's a certainty when we know that God has spoken. You know, one of the questions I often get is this, Pastor Steve, do we, are you just saying, are you advocating that we just step out into the dark? No, I'm not. When you live by faith, you don't step into the dark. You step onto the surety of God's word. In other words, the Christian life is not a life where I'm, I'm, just, I'm just stepping into the dark. No, no. Now, my circumstances may be cloudy, but when God speaks to me, let me give you a couple things that I believe that you can base your life on. Number one, you can base your life on the word of God. If God's word is spoken, listen, God's will God's word is God's will. And whenever God has spoken to you through his word, that is his will. And when you obey that, there's a confidence that comes in your soul. I love the verse in Psalms 119, 109, powerful. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So in other words, there are certain things in our life we don't need to pray about. We just need to obey about, okay, if that makes sense. In other words, you don't have to pray about, is it the will of God to repent to your spouse when you've had a bad attitude? God's already told you to serve them, to love them as Christ has loved the church. In other words, the word of God, you don't have to pray about, sir. You don't have to pray about doing a good job, ma'am, doing a good job on your, in your employment. Why? Because the Bible says we work as unto the Lord, the book of Ephesians. So in other words, we can step out on the Word of God when we know the written Word of God. That's why it's so important to get the Word of God in your heart. We don't have to pray about, should we be a servant to those around us? When the Bible says, the greatest among you shall be the servant of all. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you every week to get into the Bible, to get into the Word of God, to get the Scripture in your heart. Why? Because the more you know the Word of God, the more you'll recognize the voice of God and you'll hear God's Word as you wake up in the morning and you see the Word of God. Some of you right now, you're dealing with bitterness in your heart. And God says this. He says, forgive. Well, I'm just not going to forgive. Well, the Scripture's clear. God says, forgive them. The Lord's Prayer. Think about the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those who trespass against us. In other words... God, I thank you for giving me. But Jesus says, it's not just receiving from heaven forgiveness. It's also extending that to your, to the per person that's hurt you. Oh, wow, pastor. Well, I got to pray about it. You don't have to pray about that. You just have to step out on that. In other words, you have to step out on what God has already said. Well, pastor, you know what? It's a little bit more difficult because I'm dealing with a situation in my life right now where, where it's not clear in the scripture. I'm, I'm praying about I'm praying about where I should go to college and, 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 and there, there's no scripture in the Bible that says where I should go to college. You're right, there's not, but there's principles of prayer. And when you pray about something and you feel the inner witness of the Holy Spirit and you feel that peace from God, listen, you can step out on that. You can step out on the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. What I'm looking for as a Christian is this. I'm looking for a word from God in his word or I'm looking for a witness from God in my spirit, the Holy Spirit. So you pray about something, you're not sure what to do. Some of you guys are in situations right now, I'm teaching you practically how you can move forward in confidence. Move forward, how do you do it? When you know that you know. I heard what one preacher said one time, when you know in your knower, you pray about something you know and you know where God has spoken to you and you step out on that. You're not stepping into the dark. 
You're stepping actually into the light. And all of a sudden, the Red Sea starts parting for you. And all of a sudden, listen, things begin to make sense because you're obeying what God has said to you. I love the scripture in Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons and daughters of God. Step out. Fear not. You're struggling right now. You're not sure about your future. Fear not. Fear not. Number two, stand. We stand in faith. We stand. We're not going to allow the enemy to push our lives around. Number three, hold your peace. Walk in supernatural peace. And then when God speaks, when God speaks, we move forward. In just a moment, I'm going to pray for you. But some of you right now, you've been waiting and you've been paralyzed based upon your past, based upon the shame of your past. Be forgiven. The Bible says if you confess your sin to God, Jesus will forgive you. He'll cleanse you. And, walk. and let me tell you something. And then, then your past really is your past. It's in the past. And we're not going to be paralyzed by our past. We're not going to be paralyzed by analysis paralysis. We're not going to be paralyzed by the pain of our present or our past. But we're going to rise up. We're going to hear the voice of God. We're going to see what God has spoken to us in the Word of God. And we're going to step out and obey God. And when we do it, listen, any Red Sea that's before us is going to part. Any obstacle that you see, listen, you're going to have the confidence to move forward in faith. God will part the sea. God will heal the brokenness. God will restore. We've got to step out and obey Him. We've got to put, listen, we've got to put action behind our faith. My friend, God loves you so much. He cares about you. And He has a wonderful plan for your life. You know, the first step, the first step of discovering God's plan is, is meeting God Himself. The Bible says that Jesus Christ, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him in Christ, whosoever shall believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Here's my question before I close. Do you know Christ? Do you know that you know if you die today, you're ready to stand before God? Have you ever asked Jesus Christ to come into your life, to forgive you of your sin and to make you new? Wherever you are, I'm speaking directly to you right now. Do you know Christ? Are you at peace with God? Do you know that you know if you die today that you're ready to stand before God? Would you bow your head right where you are? And I'm going to pray for you. Before I do that, right where you are with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, maybe you would say a prayer like this. You'd say, dear Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me and make me new. Friend, if you just prayed that prayer and you meant business with God, those weren't my words. Those are actually your words praying with me. If you truly have asked Christ in your life, the Bible says that you become born again. The Holy Spirit comes to live in your heart and the blood of Christ washes you clean of all of your sin. And then you begin to step into that amazing, wonderful plan that God has for your life. We love you. God loves you. God has a great plan for your life. And we want to help you, help you to grow as a believer in Jesus Christ. Thank you for watching and sharing this time with me today. I pray this week you'll experience new levels of confidence to move forward in life. And if you made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, please text DECISION2020 to 25827 or let one of your online hosts know. I want to help you take your next step in God. 
Have a wonderful week. And remember, God is greater than any uncertainty or challenge you face. God bless you.